Okay. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Living Madly. I'm your host, Mad, and today I am sitting next to one of my great friends, Christina Hamilton, who's a fucking boss. Oh, I can't, I've been trying not to curse more. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Okay, good. <laughs> I've been doing my best not to, but I didn't recall it you happens, fucking boss. It's, it's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we are going to talk all about life. This woman is literally a light on this earth, and I just want you to, I don't know, just feel that, see that, learn everything about her. We're just going to chat. Okay, so hi. Hi, Mad. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. So we're going to start off with my infant. No, infamous is a bad word, right? Doesn't it mean that it's like a negative thing? Not necessarily. I think it can have a negative connotation. Like you'd be infamous for something. Like murder. But- Yes, <laughs> or being a plant mom. Like, <laughs> those are both things that you could be infamous for. <laughs> well, my infamous uh, rapid fire questions uh, Where are you from and where do you live now? I'm from Philadelphia originally, and I guess this, I currently live in LA. I have a lease in LA, but right now I'm in Denver for the month. Yay! And we love it. And I'm basically moved into my friend's house with my cats, so I'm feeling very settled. Heck yes. Yeah. Um, what's your zodiac sign? I am like my whole charter. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I am Leo Sun, born in August. Yes. I have a Gemini Moon. Hectic, I know, but great. And then I'm a Scorpio rising. I didn't know you had Gemini in there. I do. Yeah, and I adore all of my Gemini friends. They're a special place in my heart. Aren't Gemini's like just like all over the place with like. Every, like one day you could wake up happy, one day you wake up sad. Like, do you ever feel like yeah, that? Yeah, and I think it's also like maybe like being pulled in different directions as far as like path too, right? Oh. Like, the reason, like a lot of the travel friends that I've met are Gemini's, and I feel like it's because they're just these like wanderlustful people who are just want to be out in the world and do exciting things. True, but also have depth too. You know, or like necessarily flighty, but. Um, you know, your moon is your emotional side of yourself, which means that this, you know, it can be kind of crazy, but <laughs> that's the same thing for me. I think I can have Perfect. a lot of emotional depth, but I also am, uh, yeah, just a happy person overall. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Do you know your human design? I do not. No. <gasps> oh my God, Tina. Oh my God, Tina. I literally, me mad wait, so <laughs> human design is my new favorite thing. Um, it's like, uh, I can't even begin to describe we're gonna do it after this follow up okay sweet do you know your Myers-Briggs yes I'm ENFJ <gasps> I'm an INFJ really yeah I think I'm I, on the cusp I mean it's all on a scale right yeah yeah and my like J and my P are like 49.50 or something uh, 51 so yeah I'm like right on the ENFJ oh my god I love it I love it um are you an earth girl or a space girl <laughs> <laughs> um I so this is like, I'm an adventurer at heart, no doubt, right? I'm a huge traveler. I love that. But in that vein, I believe there's so much of the earth to explore. And I would consider myself like, a, like I'm, I say calculated risks, right? So if we're like able to go to space and it's like taking a plane ride from LA to Philly, heck yeah, all over that. But I'm not sure if I would be like first to the ground. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Dude, I feel that. I'm an earth girl at heart. I love yeah. earth. 
I, I just too. love it. I couldn't imagine leaving concerts. I couldn't imagine leaving my family and friends. Do you know what I right. mean? Like, yeah. there's just so much already established here. I would love to think that I'd like to visit. Sp- well, visit space. Right. Yeah. But I just need to come back. <laughs> I agree. And the whole question is, you're not coming back, right? right. So, right. yeah, right. no. And I'm also, like, more than even Earth Girl, a relationship person. Mm. And I believe so much in the power and the depth of my relationships. And I believe that they, like, make me who I am. So mm. I could not imagine leaving permanently right. all of the people that I adore. Right. For, like, a bunch of travelers to space who, like, who the heck knows Right. Who they exactly. Are. <laughs> really, exactly. Cats or dogs? Oh gosh! So now I say I'm an animal person (laughs) because I grew up with all dogs, and my parents have four dogs. My sister has a dog, but a couple years ago, I got a cat um, for my ex-boyfriend, and I fell in love with cats. And now I have two of my own, who are my children and my loves. Tell them their names: Milo and Cleo, Cleopatra. For scolding her, but what is Milo after? So Milo is actually the lead character of my favorite childhood book, which is The Phantom Tollbooth. Yeah, if you've ever read that book, it's amazing about this little boy who's super bored with all of his toys, and then he goes to this toll booth, and it takes him in this magical world. It's kind of satirical, and it has a lot of, like, puns, and it's a really cool chapter book to read as a kid. And interestingly, when I first got the two cats, I sent it to my two friends, Katian and Katie, and Katian was like, I don't know why, but, like, I feel like he's a Milo. And I was like, Katie, that is wild. I literally was going to name him Milo after my favorite character. Oh, my God. Yeah. You and Katian are just on the same wavelength always. Yes. Like, I love seeing you two together. Shout out to Katie. Yes, (laughs) shout out to Katie. One of my favorite things about Christina is that the relationship she has with her people is so fucking strong and just, like, it's incredible to witness. She, it's incredible. You're incredible. (laughs) Um, Breakfast or dinner? Breakfast for sure. I mean, I love to cook. I love to cook all around. My specialty is brunch. And I've been joking with Sheridan and Allegra this week, the friends I'm staying with here in Denver, that I literally pretty much just eat breakfast food all hours of the day. (laughs) Same. I, I like, asked Graham the other day, I was like, can we make pancakes for dinner? Can we do breakfast for dinner? He was like, absolutely not. I was like... (laughs) An omelet for dinner for me is, like, elite. It just hits all the notes. It's easy. Plus, you can do anything. You can put anything in it. Like... Right. I love... It's just easy. Uh, Coffee or tea? I drink coffee every single day, right? Yeah, so, but I love tea. Specifically, I love honey. I'm like Ooh. a honey connoisseur, and I buy honey in almost every place that I go. And so that for me is like, you know, peanut butter and jelly, tea and honey, right? But I've got it's like, I drink tea. I mean, I drink coffee every single day. I start off my days with coffee, but end my days with tea. Right. I try to avoid coffee too late in the day, and so yeah. an afternoon tea is... I also love honey. I just got this new honey. It's called um, Propolis. It's a Propolis honey. Have you heard or seen? No. It's it's a whole thing. It's what bees use. Like, so when bees have, like, a virus or get sick, they put their Propolis on other bees to, like, heal. Mm -hmm. So, and it only, it magnifies in humans. It's like, wow. Bees are incredible. Yeah, they really are. I feel like there's, because I just love bees. I love honey. I always have. I feel like there's this part of me that, like, will beekeep when I get older. <gasps> My boss has bees. I think that, and it's also just you so pivotal told, to I, the earth. You, like, I see you. If happy. the bees die, like, we die. So I really feel like we need to put some more investment in those little guys. I agree. Yeah. East Coast or West Coast? 
sheesh with the hard questions. I still. I'm gonna go back to the East Coast eventually. <gasps> really? For sure. I mean, I moved out to California. I live currently in Los Angeles, but I moved out originally to San Francisco back in 2019. So I'm only about two years now out on the West Coast. Absolutely love it. Don't want to leave for years right. to come. Who knows what life will bring, right? I'm single right now. I don't have a partner. You know, I might be in Europe one day. Who, who knows? But my family's on the East Coast. My sister's in Brooklyn. My parents are, like, nesting in Philly. And they're just going to be the most amazing grandparents. So, like, when I'm ready to have a family, I would really like to be near them or at least within, like, a two-hour flight of them. I was. So. My next question was going to be, do you want kids? <laughs> yeah. Definitely, yeah. Do I'm very you, maternal. And uh, you are. I feel it's so my like most people have a goal for when they have a kid. I have a minimum. I just won't have a kid before I'm 30. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's sort of influenced by my parents. They were both married before they got married to each other. And they were like, you change so much in your 20s. They were like, just do your 20s up, right? And don't overcommit yourself and everything, like life's a marathon. And so I've always been like, okay, I'm just going to wait at least till I'm 30 to get married and have kids because mm. I just want to be a more fully formed human being before making that type of decision. Dude, I totally agree with that. Your 20s are, I always felt like your 20s are when you kind of discover life, like your adult life. There's so much you can do because for I, before that, you know, you were living under somebody else's roof and I always say like you're born into a cult so like your 20s is a lot of unlearning and then relearning the things that you actually believe and love in Mm -hmm. which I have so many questions also about but we'll get to it (laughs) um do you oh indica or sativa indica now I'm a chiller. I mean, yeah, if we just take that, if sativa's a little bit more upbeat and indica's a little bit more sometimes, relaxed. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. sativas make me anxious, too. But mm-hmm. I, same. What is one thing that you're grateful for right now? My community, for sure. It's been a really crazy year. It's been a crazy few years. And a lot of the decisions that I've made have been surrounded or been for, like, building and just sort of leaning into my community yeah. I'm a very independent person and the past year especially has taught me how powerful even more powerful like those relationships are yeah been through some really hard times and when you get calls from people you love who are like you belong you matter we care about you we're here for you I think that's like the most valuable thing so community, super grateful for that yeah community is <clears throat> truly everything mm-hmm. like I know it's hard for some people to find their people, but the minute you find your people, it's like your heart is so safe that anything could go, anything could happen, anything could happen, and you still feel loved and supported, and it's just the best. It's just the best. I mean, I'm here in Denver with my two best friends, and I literally moved into their house, and I'm just creating this amazing experience for myself. You can only do that if you've got just really amazing homies. So true. With doors wide open. Wide open. <laughs> well, my door is always open, so yeah. I like to have friends where that's reciprocated. But, yeah, so community for sure. Especially here in Denver. Y'all yes. are so fun and it's so welcoming. Everyone is genuinely nice, which is wild to me. Yeah. <laughs> Denver is extremely community-driven. And the other thing about Denver that I absolutely love is, like, everyone has a passion and they're chasing it. Yes. Or, like, not even chasing it. They're just, like, giving it the time it deserves Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of people everywhere else have so many passions and they want to do so many things, but they 
don't give it the time that it deserves. So then they never do it. And it's like, yeah. but we value that shit here. Definitely. Which is cool. Which is and cool. You, I mean, it's motivating. You know, you should really surround yourself with people who like push you and who inspire you. And I mean, gosh, mad. We met in April of this year, which is wild. I feel like I've known Maddie for like my whole life. But it is one of the things that I recognized when I did come here in May was just like everyone's so entrepreneurial and people are just like following their passions in like a really like almost like structured and effective way and believe in themselves. And it's a big reason why I wanted to spend the month here because I'm having some like existential questions around my career. And so I just want to be surrounded by people who are super invested in theirs and in themselves yes I was just about to say it's a mindset here it's like everyone has the mindset that they can be great right and like small thing Allegra and I went to yoga on Monday and I guess everybody in the class had been there before right and so at the very end of the class she called us out and she was like Allegra and Christina thank you so much for joining us and just it was this really thoughtful call out and made me feel like, yes, heck yeah, I want to come back. And I feel so welcome in a group of people who already know each other, you yeah. know, and have that connection. Wait, that's so fun. What yoga, where? Rhino Yoga Social. They oh. have a Monday donation class. And oh, so fantastic. it's at 530. Yeah. And it was a great class. So, you know, I would, uh, I would recommend it. Yeah. 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 Cha-cha. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to be part of this. I know. Shaboy's trying to get in this so hard. Hey, man. Nah. I'll cut that out. <laughs> um, and then my last and final question for you. Shoot. What is one thing that you are absolutely, like, obsessed with right now? It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. <laughs> obsessed with right now. Like, it's lighting you up. It's like giving you life i don't know like you heard my mom sneakers yeah (laughs) no i literally love it um so gosh i mean i'm really in an amazing state at the moment i just feel so happy and fulfilled on the daily and i've started to do a lot of things I, I have a very, and maybe we'll talk about this, but I have a very demanding job. I Well, that's what I wanted to get into next, but keep going. Yes. Yeah, and so I've actually started what I call, and this is just like me being a little bit of my type A self, is like a balance tracker is what I call it. Oh. And it's sort of just like week by week, I set some goals for myself, and they're t- solely oriented toward myself, right? So getting eight hours of sleep, meditating, taking 10 minutes to reflect and write, I've been pulling a daily tarot card um, and like snuggling my kittens, getting like doing my wind down routine at night. And these things I think are really helping me and feeling like I'm investing in myself as much as I'm investing in the relationships around me and in my work. So that's something that I'm really just trying to like settle into is just like it's okay to not do anything. It's okay to just be. (sighs) And I'm trying to embody uh, that. I say that and I can give a lot of really good advice, but I do a lot more to try to embody what I, what I believe. Um, I have taken huge leaps to just be this year Mm -hmm. because in past years, I've literally, if I wasn't doing something, I stressed out about not doing something because I, I'm a very productive person Mm -hmm. and I love to do, but being was hard for me. So like. 
It's been a year of just, well, I think even next year is going to be even more of a year of leaning into being Mm because I feel safe and secure right now. So I love that. (laughs) And that's, I guess, I love that. That's a lot of things, right? But I guess maybe if I think about like, what are things that I'm thinking about at the moment? One, skiing. So (gasps) I just went out my first, uh, I got Icon Pass and I went out skiing last week, which is really fun. And I'm looking forward to that. Which is a great sport to be Mm because you can't, you can't really do anything while you're skiing but it puts you so pre it makes you so present right moment. yeah and then same with music i'm an avid music fan i you know spotify rap just came out my number one artist of the year was channel trace and i just got to <laughs> saw him got to see him on tuesday here in denver and so my life is just if i talk about something lighting me up the crowd is amazing here but they weren't and then he was the opener right and allegra and i were just dancing around and it was so much fun was it them. a fun was it fun it was, yeah. I heard the person who came in after him was not so great. Yeah, I don't want to talk shit or anything. Um, it was just Thundercat is super jazzy, oh. and the first three songs were really high intensity, like high tempo jazz, where it almost sounded like two jazz songs on top of each other. Oh, and so when you fought, like that's followed up by Channel, who is just like really vibey, bassy, dancey music. I think it was just a little bit of like a dissonance for people of like, whoa, that was a big jump. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to be, like, (laughs) listening to, you know, not maybe standing in a crowd, but, like, sitting on a, like, in a loungy club drinking a martini and listening to, like, some cool jazz music and chatting versus trying to stand and sway. Yeah, it's so true. The environment is everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Christina and I went to a Lane 8 concert, and that was the first time I ever heard Lane 8, and Christina got to see my eyes. (laughs) Be open to a whole new world of Your music. Third eye be open to the world of music. And it was just the best concert of my whole entire life. Do you have a favorite concert? Like, do you have any experiences that you were like, oh my God, I'll never be able to relive that? You know what I mean? Like, yes. So, one was this year. I mean, coming into and seeing music after the pandemic, I think was this huge like relief and release for a lot of people of being in a crowd again, of listening to live music and of sort of like surrendering amongst others. We were so alone for so long and I felt like and I'm going to bring up Kate Trinata. Do it who we saw at Red Rocks in May and they were at 25% capacity and we were laughing because we had these big slinkies and everyone was like attracting to us with, like, and we were all fire signs, right? So I'm like, we're a little flame in the night. And, um, you know, I was thinking about it afterwards and reflecting and thinking, whoa, like, you know, regardless of us just being fun, I think people were like craving connection. They yes. didn't just go to the show to see the music. They went to the show to like be part of something with other people. Yeah. And that's like a form of meditation to me. So Kei Trinata was absolutely epic. Um, I'd never seen Rufus, but I just saw Rufus du Soul oh in LA God. and like snuck down onto the floor with my friend Giovanna. <gasps> I actually messed up and we were going on Friday and on the way to the concert, which is classically me, I realized that my tickets were for the next night. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Literally, we're on our way there, and I'm like, oh my god, gee, I messed up. Like, I fucked up, dude. She's like, haha, lol. I said, no, no, I seriously, this is the wrong day. And so I ended up buying last-minute tickets. We weren't even supposed to be at the concert that night, and we got down on the floor, and it was just, yeah, like, right up front. Wait, how? Did, like, people just, were they just like, here, go? We basically, like, kind of stormed down. Um, (laughs) It's not my normal MO, but G was like, you know what, dude, just pretend like you're supposed to be here. Yeah. (gasps) And we just did it. Yeah. So Kei is amazing. I mean, some other artists that I love 
Tame Impala. Every time I see Tame, it's a dream. My all-time favorite artist ever, ever, ever is Alt-J. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love Alt-J. I'm a huge Wait, I didn't Alt-J know that was fan. your, like, favorite of all time. Literally my favorite artist of all Wait, time. Wait, so fun. Yeah. Highly recommend if you haven't listened to An Awesome Wave, their first album, front to back. It was the first time where I appreciated an album mm. from, like, the story that they tell throughout oh, it. Because yeah. we listen to songs so individually, especially yeah. now with things like Spotify and different, you know, you create playlists yeah. versus listening to, like, a vinyl, right? right. It's a much different experience. So Alt-J is amazing, and I'm actually, one of my other best friends, Mike, shout out to Mike Miller, um, he and I got tickets to see Alt-J in April in San Francisco, so we're super stoked for that, and we're seeing another one of another side love, which is Tom Niche, who's an oh, English heard. guy. Yeah, definitely recommend. I love how... Um how much you love music yeah it's it's intense i don't it's play always music. playing no you're always she always has music playing every time i like <laughs> see her it's like music is blasting in the background and i just love that because i got away from music a little bit well living with graham graham deaver's always playing music mm-hmm. like he is my music guy yeah and so i just kind of like back off because he shows me all this new stuff but like i love somebody who just knows what they like so much and and it's just it's fun. You're. It's awesome. I always am like exploring new music too. I've yeah. actually had my Spotify for over ten years. Shut the fuck. Are you like an OG Spotty girl? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So you know, I have been making playlists for over a decade, right? That's and crazy. I have hundreds of them probably. And actually, uh, last year during the pandemic, when I was really bored (laughs) I went through all of I went from the bottom up of my Spotify and I made one playlist with my all-time favorite songs from all of those playlists oh my god it's literally 60 hours long what is it called sorry Roots Roots yeah what a good name (laughs) it's on my uh it's on my spot it's public on my Spotify if you want to watch it but music to me it's similar to relationships it connects people it's meditative it's a skill it's something I cannot do myself and so I have an awe for people who can yeah and yeah I don't know I sometimes I wish I wasn't like this but I get a little anxious sometimes especially if I'm in a social scenario and there's not music playing yeah I like to have a vibe set a scene yeah no it it adds it adds so much to the experience which is why i love it but it's it's just music's music is incredible Mm -hmm. so i would love for right now to for you to tell them us like what you do for work christina (laughs) plays really hard but she also works really hard and it's i'm just i'm i have no idea and i don't know how (laughs) to tell them (laughs) Okay, so we'll like peel back the onion sort of. So we'll start we'll start at the top. I build new products for a technology company. Or my team does, right? Okay. So I work for an enterprise software company called SAP. If anybody's heard of Oracle, their SAP is their biggest competitor. Mm. Basically anything that you can think of that technology enables within a large business across lines of business, so HR, finance, supply chain, or in your industry, manufacturing, retail, high tech, there's some software or technology that enables the processes that run within that company, mm. right? Your phone is a piece of hardware and yeah. it's the iOS software that runs on it. Right. right. People think it's the same thing, but it's not. So at SAP, it's a, you know, I don't even know, $25 billion company, 110,000 employees globally. 
Uh, if you're in Germany, I think they're one of the highest. Uh, they like employ them one of the most like number of cool. people there. And I've been working there. I'm coming up on nine years. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, I knew it was a long time, but I didn't. Holy shit, my dude. whole career. Yeah, oh I did God. a little bit of a stint working like on the side for my friend's startup. But I started working at SAP when I was in college, 19 years old, and I worked as an intern and I would work part-time during the school year and full-time during the summer. So I literally been an employee since I was 19 and I've really grown within the company. I've taken on a wide variety of, of responsibilities and now I run our innovation team. So employees, we've got 110,000 of them, right? They come up with a a new idea for a product, right? And they pitch it to our team. We give them quote unquote investment, which is basically like, yeah, we'll help you staff and build this product, bring it to market, test it with customers and hopefully scale and grow it to something that has like meaningful impact on SAP's overall like revenue and our market share. Damn. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. I'm so curious to know like how, how you even knew this was kind of a thing and how you kind of got started. Like I know you said you start got like started in college but Mm -hmm. was it like a job fair or something or like did you hear of the company because somebody else was working for like how did you get involved with this it's so funny i used to get so nervous and i don't even think i ever went to one job fair at i mean neither i never (laughs) went to a job fair really so and and it's funny because early on in college too i was studying journalism and i found i find contrived conversation and 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 not of any negative but forced conversation to be really difficult right so when i was having to go and do a, an article on the football game and I had to go up to random people at the football game and like ask them questions it made me feel super strange well yeah because it's not nat- it's not natural and you're such a natural person like right yeah, yeah. and so job fairs felt like the same I was like okay let me walk up with my resume yeah, and like have this conversation I mean like most things in life and I guess the way that I live my life network is everything and is a lot so actually a family friend of ours um Mm. hired me as an intern on his team at SAP and that's how I originally got my in yeah were you stoked at the time was it like were you like hell yeah this is a once in a lifetime opportunity do you know what I mean like do you remember how you felt when you similarly to people who probably have no idea what SAP is who are listening to this I had no clue what I was even getting into (laughs) and I had no idea what their product portfolio was or anything I just said cool like this is experience this is a job this is working with somebody that I really trust that I know is going to invest in me which heads up is one of the most important things that you can get is advocates and amazing managers in your life they can also be the biggest detractors if it's the opposite of that right Um, And so I was excited about the opportunity, didn't fully understand what I had, right? And so I lived it to its fullest. I'm a really, really hard worker. But at the time, I didn't really know. And I definitely would not have guessed that nine years later, I would be, you know. Still there. Still there in the position that I am, you know, managing 75 people globally, six different projects, and uh, have built, like, a really amazing uh, you know, life for myself. Yeah. You know? It's cool because you just said yes, which is like one thing that I love. Yeah. You had no idea, but you just said yes and took the chance on yourself and like went for it anyway. And I just believe in that so much. So it's bad. Like go you high five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, but one thing I did know, and I did actually change my major during college Mm. because I knew I didn't want to do, I 
imagine being a sports broadcaster. That was yes. like I, that was like how what I thought and thought would be cool. But then I actually changed to telecommunications because mm-hmm. I learned there was covered a wide variety of communications related topics with little bits of business in there, but also had a technology slant. Mm-hmm. And I knew once I started working at SAP that I wanted to stay in the technology industry, yes. no matter where that would be. Well, it's the only thing making the most money right now, in my opinion. Well, it's the most. It's super high growth. Yes. Right. And there's tons of. I just knew, and I at the time. I mean, well, I had like a big pink Mac when I was in like fourth grade, right? But we didn't, we didn't really grow up and we kind of grew up in technology. I didn't have we, a cell phone until college, really. really. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but I knew there's always going to be a role in technology. Yeah. It's going to keep changing and it's going to keep evolving and there's high returns and there's a lot of like money to make to facilitate the life I want. Because I, I, I work to live, I don't live to work and I always had that mentality. My parents worked in the apparel industry. Mm. My dad worked for a women's swimsuit company for many, many years. My mom worked at PBH, which owns like Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, damn. Yeah, and I just saw them um, quarter by quarter. You know, there was just like always this existential threat, right? Because it's just a really like tight margin business and they would always just be like concerned about the market, right? And is my dad swimsuit selling and all this stuff. Grew up fine. Everything was great. Right. But there was a lot of just these existential things that were out of their individual control of their careers and their jobs and their lives. Right. And my parents warned. They were like, you can do it if you want. We've got some connections. But, like, I wouldn't recommend going into an industry without much volatility. I guess they just wanted more security for us. Yeah. You know? That's, uh, that's, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, tech, tech is winning everything. So your parents, I love your parents. (laughs) Me too. Um, it sounds like you guys have such a, like, like what, like how did your family dynamic come to be so fucking strong? Like, have you always been like this since the day you were born? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you guys are so tight and you all respect the like you respect each other so much and like it's hard for a lot of parents to respect their children because in my mind they're just like trying to teach them to be humans and it's the hardest job ever yeah but you guys are just so fluid Mm -hmm. you know what i mean we're friends too what is that family dynamic yeah you're friends yeah Mm -hmm. like how has that always been the dynamic in your family or like did something happen and it brought you closer together what like yeah yeah so Let's kind of start from the beginning, right? I think I already mentioned that um, my parents were married before they got married to each other, right? And so... They didn't have any kids with those other people. They did not, no. Um, But, you know, they got married a lot, like, later in their 30s and had my sister and I. And my sister and I, Lauren, um, she's only about 18 months younger than me. We're super, super close. People used to think we were twins. Oh, yeah. There's some, like, next level connection, too. Like, Lauren would fall and I would cry because I could just, like, feel her pain as a kid and stuff like that. Just super, super, super close. And I've also recognized, and we've talked about, people, the majority of people aren't really good friends with their siblings, right? Like, do you want to spend a Friday night having a beer with them? I think a lot of people might say no. Right. I am an emphatic yes. Lauren is my soulmate. I could never get married and live with her for the rest of my life. We could just be, like, (laughs) sisters on a porch somewhere. But anyway, Lauren and I were born super close we don't have a ton of extended family. We've mm. got, um, my mom has some half siblings and actually a bunch of family that's in Denmark and Norway, but we don't, and we, we, we know them, but we don't oh, see wow. them all the time. Yeah, big Scandinavian. Yeah. That's, that's like cool. if there's a culture that has influenced me most in my life from like a lineage that and ancestral so perspective. Much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Your aesthetic. <laughs> 
Uh, exactly. And they're just, it's some of the happiest people in the world. Yeah, literally, literally. Great quality yeah. of life, yeah. But, um, you know, so my mom has a sister and my dad has two brothers, um, but I only have two cousins on each side, right? And we're relatively close to them, but we don't come, I don't come from a huge family, right? Yeah. And so we've always been, and we've been alone in Philly together, so we've mm-hmm. always been like a nucleus, you know? Yes. And... I don't know, like, there's just things my parents just really always treated us with so much respect. Yeah, and so cool. And equality, I always felt that, you know? Um, my mom and dad used to joke because I, they always called me, like, an old soul. I would prefer to sit at the adult table. I didn't want to sit with the kids. And so you wanted to learn. I wanted to talk. I wanted to learn. I wanted to interact. And they always were cool with that. Yeah. And my dad also said to me, he's like, we never not brought you guys somewhere. You know, if we were going out to, maybe not like a bar, but if we were going out to eat or we were going to an event or we were doing these things, like, you guys were with us. Like, we weren't interested in, like, leaving you home. Like, we wanted you to be exposed to the world, experience different types of, like, comfort and discomfort and learn how to, like, be and learn how to navigate. so cool. Yeah. Um, They are also, because, you know, they've got, um, you know, I would say, for them, like, we have so many family friends. Like, my parents are, just have so many freaking friends that are family to us. And so we've always had that sort of dynamic amongst one another of friendship mm-hmm. and respect and also bringing other people into our world that, that do that too. It's really cool. They're really good influences on your life. Like, yeah. I, I, like I need to meet them. Like, I want to be best friends with them. I know. You know I love, I mean? You're like, like, you love them. I they love just them. have such a brand out there. But you know what? I'm not... And, you know, my sister, too, we were talking about this a little bit lately. Like, her experience is going to be a little bit different than totally. mine, right? And so, like, I recognize I recognize that, and I, and I totally respect that. I'm not speaking on behalf of the both of us, right? Like, right. I'm speaking on behalf of myself. And we did experience some, some trials, like, in our life. Totally. And I think, you know, it's something that would easily rip a family apart, and it did with our family for a little while, but we made, like, a commitment to come together. And I think that that has been something that made, like, a huge difference and just, like, brought us together so much more and connected and, like, linked us. Like, almost, like, we imprinted so much more on each other. It's a reason why I'm also so such good friends with some of my close friends is, like, when people have experienced struggle, it it makes you a more beautiful person on the inside. Totally, totally. Because you get it. You get it. You never want somebody else to experience the pain that you experience. And I think if you can come out of really tough situations and be like, you're my number one, I love you, I would do anything for you, I see your pain, I'm here for you, those are the things that matter. Because things will, there will always be trials and tribulations. Literally, life is such a fucking roller coaster. Yeah. But to be honest, you know, and we've gone through things. I've had an also of my parents, just an amazing example of love. They're very Mm. affectionate toward one another. Mm. And my dad is just, just loves, like, they just really love each other. And I feel like that's always shown. I see a lot of other parents who either, like, either went through divorces or went through, just don't like each other. Yeah. And even if my parents, of course, have their issues and the things that they fight over, I feel like they always come out of it with love. Yeah. And so that, I think, was a really important example to see in my life, too, you know? Do you think that they, like, 
So you, I like love all your values. Like I want to know where all those come. It, did they instill a lot of values on you guys? Do I you think so. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Guess. yeah. I mean, so first of all, they're like social butterflies yeah. and are super outgoing, and they just make everybody feel important. And I think you're talking about this with your parents yes. too, which is why I said I was like, I need to be your mom and dad. It's- such a superpower. It is. Not many people can do it, and I love people that can. Right. So if they I'm and they like, do it in very different ways, you know. My dad is like the charmer; he's the sales guy, and he just is so vivacious, right? And my mom also is super warm and kind, mm-hmm. and she taught me early on. She's like, and I still do this, and I talk about this a lot. But she'd be like, even if she she know that she'd met somebody in the past, but she couldn't remember the name. Even if it was like a 30 second interaction, she goes up and she says hi. And she's like, we've met before. I'm so sorry. I forgot your name. How are you? Right. And just makes people feel important and makes people feel seen. And I think that that is an unbelievable superpower. Yeah. It's, it's radical. It's radical. (laughs) (laughs) But don't get me wrong. And this is what I want to give a caveat really quick. Um, in regards to struggle. So the past two years has been, I think really hard for us. Um, you know, my parents are busy bodies and then all of a sudden, you know, they were furloughed and from their jobs. Right. And they were living in the house together with my grandmother. My grandmother lives with us. Um, my mama, we call her means mother's mother in Danish. Yeah. Um, and so you know, they're experiencing, they have these big lives with friends and jobs and all these things. And all of a sudden they're basically forced, like, you know, retired. Right. And then Lauren was living on the East coast and, um, you know, felt a lot of, you know, anxiety around the pandemic right yeah. and just like wanted well, to protect she was in us Brooklyn, and herself so she was actually in philly but still oh, i mean in a big still. city and i was across the world right? yeah i am such an in-person person and i used to be the worst and still i'm not the best caveat um communicator of the phone Same. you it's can give me a ring i'll definitely give you a call back texting really hard and so for me and with how much i used to travel and my friends will tell you this too uh, instead of like yeah we talk every week like you can guarantee that if you're like hey there's this event coming up i'm gonna fly there and i'm gonna be there and mm-hmm. we're gonna have an amazing night together and we're gonna catch up and we'll build that connection but all of a sudden we're in a pandemic and you can't do any of those things. Literally. I was alone, living alone in San Francisco. And mm. I spent eight weeks by myself, pretty much. Jesus. And so it was, I had this like existential freaking experience of like, whoa, relationships matter the most to me. But like, how am I investing in these relationships? Right. And my parents and I used to get on calls and we'd have like a 30 second or a five minute, maybe max call. A yeah. joke. It's like seven minute max with my mom and like three minute max with my dad. Right. Well, it's a check in. It's, it's yeah. you just get it all out. Yeah. But we need to now talk about things. Yeah. I live across the country. Right. Yeah. And so we've had to have a lot of like really sometimes emotional, but also tough conversations to say like, we need to put the effort into one another because I'm not going to be at the house every Sunday like I used to be when I was living in Philly. Right. Yeah. And so that was natural. But now we need to put more effort into it because we mean that much to each other. So when you say put more effort into it, so is it more phone calls? Is it more FaceTimes? It's just like connecting more, more intentionally. We are like trying out. I mean, my sister and I were using Marco Polo for a little while. Have you heard of that? Is that like those apps? Like where it's literally, I think the demographic is like 50 plus. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the UI is a little whack, but it is a, it's basically like a, it's just a messaging app, but you do videos. Oh, cute. And so um, when you're recording a video of yourself, the person can actually be watching it live oh, cool. and like react to it and it automatically saves into the queue. So nothing so, can get released. Oh it's like God. Snapchat, but it stays. Yeah. And you can go back and, and do everything. And I like that because it's real time. It's you real time if you want it to be. Yeah. So that's where Lauren and I would struggle sometimes is like we're both really busy. My parents too. They're not Marco Polo. But like, you know, we're both really busy. There's these moments where we think about each other and we're like, hey, I'm thinking of you or I want to tell you something. But we might not be able to get on the phone to talk about it. Right. So that was really cool because I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, Kate, I'm with Katie and in Spain and we're thinking of you and we love you, you know, and we didn't necessarily need to be speaking live. And then with my parents, yeah, it's just like I put a little bit more effort into just asking real questions, you know, yes. not just the topical or like the high level things right? and sort of sometimes forcing it of being like, no, 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 like talk to me more. <laughs> what's yeah. going on? What's happening? Um, my sister is on the East Coast too, so I don't want her to feel like she's taking on too much, right? Because right. Of my grandmother and my parents. Because, um, yeah. Yeah. And so she's close by. They rely on her. There's just natural things that they can't rely on me for, which is fine because I live across the country. Right. But it's an anxiety that I feel because I want to show and give my parents the support and love that like they've always provided me right and I don't want to be like a prodigal child you know what I mean (laughs) you're so amazing (laughs) I remember so we were on a hike this was the first day we met we were in Joshua Tree and I was just we were just chatting and you were just talking about your sister about how much like you love her and how much you like you're just best friends and I was I reflected on that, and I was like, you know what? I do not talk to my family. Well, I talk to my mom and dad, like, almost every day. Mm-hmm. But that's because it's my mom. She's my best friend. But I would never talk to my siblings. Like, I don't have a relationship mm-hmm. with my siblings because I moved out at a very young age, whatever. And you inspired me so much. And then after that trip, I started calling them, like, once a week. And now we have FaceTime dates, and it's really cute. And, like, oh. I, like, know what's going on in their life. And I just, like, I tell yeah. you this often, but I had to let them know, like, <laughs> call your people. Yeah. You won't regret it. Like, because you never know how they're feeling. You know what I mean? And, like, they need your support more now than ever. And you just can't take them for granted because I know I did. Right. And find what works for both of you, right? For some people, they want random calls. For some people, they need scheduled FaceTime sessions. Right. For some people, um, Katie and I, for example, we do like voice recordings. So we always send each other voice recordings on our iPhones. And I love the voice recordings. I know. Some people hate them, but I love it. <laughs> I hate them because they go away. But I like, Wait, like Apple, like need to figure out how you yeah! can save them. And you need to figure out how to be able to save it and send it somewhere else because. So apparently you can email them to yourselves, but then you're like, it's in an email and then there's like six steps to get it into something. Then you never listen to it again. Yeah. It's so silly. I, yeah. It's I wish they stayed wild. longer. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> we might need more champagne, honestly. <laughs> We're drinking some mimosas. It's it's the first snow day here in Denver. And, and it's so pretty. Maddie and I are just happy to be alive. Do you have your phone on you? I want to talk about your list of values. I do not, but I can grab it. Wait, where is it? Yeah, we'll pause. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll edit this out. Here, I'll um, grab it for you. Yeah, you want to grab my iPad, actually? Yeah. Because cool. I'm like, so curious about this. Yeah, let's talk about them. Yeah. Well, I just want to know how to keep it how they came to be. Are you having fun? Am I having fun? Yes. Oh my god, yes. 
First of all, you're catching somebody who loves to chat. I always, because I studied communications in college, and you're I actually dub- so good at this. I actually double majored in Spanish. So reflecting on it, being my majors were communications in Spanish. I basically just chatted in two languages all of college. <laughs> I my goal next year is to learn Spanish. So ooh, because I podemos with- practicar. Yo hablo español. Oh boy, yo viví en España por seis meses durante la universidad. I know I it's can't. a little tougher conversationally now. I don't get as much of it, but... Oh, is that I why live... you guys went to Spain? Because you could actually use that? Yeah, so, like, I have, like, a goal to be able to speak Spanish at a professional level. Yeah. Uh, at a professional level. And so I studied abroad. I have always loved Spanish culture. Spanish class was always my favorite in school. And then I majored it in college. Studied abroad in Sevilla, Spain when I was in university adored it and since then I've been back to Spain so many times mm. and then my Kadian and I are planning to actually buy a house together in Shut Spain the fuck yeah so we've sort of committed in like five years is can like I our time can I it's literally gonna be a home for our people and for our friends and Incredible. we'll rent it out but like there's gonna be like my dream is to spend six to eight weeks a year in Spain with my family and Dude. they be bilingual we are the same person because I just wrote <laughs> down literally a few days ago that I want to spend at least three months in Europe out of the year. Like, yeah. in my future goals. Like, yeah. that's what I want to do. I've never been there, and I just feel like it's... To Europe? A, I've never been Oh, gosh, Mad, you're going to love it. Yeah, it's, it's a culture that I feel like I would just lean into so much and be well there's like a thousand cultures which is cool but well, there's also yeah. a general work-life balance mindset and that i think that's where i feel like i would mm-hmm. thrive because i love that they don't work well they live they work to live or no they live, live they, they work live, to live they work so to they live. make money so you it's can live an amazing either. life not yes. like live your life to work right 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 yeah right and right. plenty it's something that we're adopting more and more of here in the U.S. I agree with you. But it's still nowhere close. I but mean, I, yeah, I still know some people who have, like, toxic relationships with their work environment. Like, they're, right. like, obsessed with it. And, like, and they're never, never off. Yeah. And they are never on vacation. Yeah. I mean, my German colleagues, they go on a couple weeks of vacation in August a year and usually a couple weeks over Christmas. And they are, like, unreachable for the most part. Oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah. So there's a real culture around that. And... My boss is amazing at that, too. Where yeah. he just, like, did it. I think I got... I was in Europe in September, and I got one te- one very urgent text that was, like, fine. It was a quick thing for me to yeah. do. But other yeah. than that, people were highly respectful of my I time that. off. I love that. And I manage, you know, 70 people, so, like, I could be getting overloaded. Literally. Right? But shout out to Julia and to Giselle on my team because they take a lot of the load off, which is great. You rock Julia and Giselle. <laughs> You're the real queens. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, so I want to. So anyway, just following up, I want to learn Spanish because I work with dis- some people at work that only speak Spanish, and like mm. I've been finding myself saying, "I I want to tell them you rock, like you're the best," but I have no idea what it is. <laughs> so then I just like Google Translate on my phone and show them my phone, and they're like, "Oh, gracias!" <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's so funny. I fell in love with Spanish because I worked at a, like, Jewish deli growing up. Oh, and so I think I started when I was, like, 15. And the chef, Antonio, who still works there and is the sweetest guy, he would pr- practice Spanish with me. Yes. Like, they try so, so hard to teach me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, 
Well, are this they is Mexican? the thing. They are. Cool. It's a little bit of an easier Spanish to learn. Yes. Versus like the Spanish or even like a, like a South American Spanish, depending on where you are. Ex- yeah. So that's uh, It's funny. That's cool. They like try to teach me and encourage me to talk, but I, when I'm at work, I'm trying to get shit done. And like, right. I kind of don't have time to dilly-dally. So I'm just like... Bonos. <laughs> 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 it's just so funny. Like they're just chilling, and I'm like running around the building. But whatever. It's so funny. I, I love work. Um. Okay. Your values. So. Okay, yeah. So Christina. So when I first started this podcast, Christina texted me and she's like, "I want to be on," and I was like, "Perfect. I, I want to have you on." I said it kind of shyly though. No, you did. Well, no, because I was like, I don't want to just like pretend like I'm like. I don't know. I No, you, it was it was literally what I asked for. If you go back to episode one, I said, if you have a story to tell, if you know anyone, like, please, I want to talk to everyone. Yeah. That is my goal. Like, mm-hmm. I want so many different perspectives on this. And you're just inspired. You're an inspiring human. And, like, I have Sheridan Allegra on the list. So, like, it just made fucking sense to have you on. <laughs> I love that you're first, though. You losers. We need to book your dates. Um, <laughs> Sheridan doesn't listen to this, though. <laughs> She's like, I already know all of your tidbits, Matt. (laughs) She's so funny. But, so, she sent me a screenshot of this app. Is it an app? It says Christina's World. So, this is Notion. (gasps) And it is basically, like, my life freaking, like... So, I use it for work. And we can show... I I don't have this posted anywhere. But this is basically a dashboard for my whole team, right? And it covers everything that we do. It's got, like, we run operations for my can team. Anyone, can anyone download this? Anyone can download Notion. I think it's free if you are a student, and it's relatively cheap. There's definitely a free version, and then yeah, there's, yeah, like, yeah, a paid-for yeah. version, which just, I think the paid-for version, you can, like, add more things to it. Um, but the it basically helps me consolidate everything in my life. I do so much shit that I need it. And yeah. so I was talking a little bit earlier about the balance tracker. Like, here's an example oh. of that. So I literally, like, I have it preset, and I just click on a new weekly habit tracker, and it builds out this whole thing for my week. And then day by day, I try to check the things off that matter to me, right? And this is the stuff oh that we talked about God. before. And so... Because I used to be, I used to have a notebook, I had my notes on my phone, I had just so much different stuff, and my life is crazy, and I needed one thing I could rely on. I'm Everything's getting, I'm in getting here. This. I'm getting this, because right now in my life, I'm I'm in this book, I'm on my iPad, I'm in notes, I'm, I'm literally on my work computer. It's too much. It's a lot. Yeah, we're busy, and so, like, make it easy for yourself. I mean, something super simple, too. Like, one of the things that I always try to do is, like, gifts. I know you're a gift giver, too. <gasps> but anytime I come up with a new, an interesting gift oh idea... Oh, my God, this have, list is so extensive. It's, it's beautiful. You see my specific honeys. Those, yeah. like, ideas for Katie. And ideas for Lauren, mom, dad, oh my God, I'm obsessed. Allegra, Matt and Pat. I love me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gifts for me. <laughs> so anyway, Sorry, my values are also are also listed here. Gentle reminders of what matters to me and the list evolves, the list continues to build. I was gonna ask, like, um, did was this just like a what like you were just sitting there and did you just like think of these values or was it are there just multiple entries, do you think? Like So the first one has been coming up a lot in my life, which is I don't believe everything happens for a reason. I believe things happen and we adapt. (gasps) And I think that that is like because people say a lot 
things along the lines of, oh, well, like, you know, it's fate. It's the universe. Or, yeah, and... I was going to ask you, do you believe in, like, the universe? So, clearly not. Like, not really. It's interesting. So, I've also been exploring the topic of closure lately. Oh, wow. And um, just, do we really need closure? Mm -hmm to like move on to evolve from things and one of the things I was talking about is that people who either believe in a larger power thing, higher power universe god whatever they can sometimes find closure a little bit more easily because they can like externalize it and they say like well it happened for a reason like god's will right right and I struggle a little bit more with closure. Mm. I live in a little bit more of a gray area in life where other people might be very black and white. You're my friend, you're not, you know, whatever. I'm very, I can I can work in a gray area. But what it means is that sometimes I can't find closure around things. Mm. And I have a hard time sometimes, like, letting things go. And things maybe emotionally influence me a little bit longer than they should. And so it's interesting, is right? Is that, like, your Gemini-ness? <sighs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, like... I, yeah, but then I, I read this, right? And I'm like, I, I just believe we are the makers of our life. I think every choice matters. Ugh, and it's cringe. all this vibrational frequency, but it comes from one another. I don't believe it comes from this bigger thing, but then maybe that's how people define it, right? So it's right. about how you think about it. Nevertheless, I believe that I'm the maker of my life, and so every we choice are. matters. Because yeah. we are. Mm -hmm. Because we are. I love literally everything you just said, because I... <sighs> I learned at a very young age that it is your frequency that matters and what makes things happen. Right. The way you show up, the way you be, like, the way you show up to things, people are going to notice. Do you know right. what I mean? If you're, like, all smiles and ready to rumble and excited for it, people are going to be like, fuck yeah, let's go. This is so fun. Right. But if you're, like, showing up and you're like, just another day, meh. Mm -hmm. So much happened to me this morning. Like, yeah. nothing's going to happen for you. Right. So you have to be vibrating at that high frequency and things. Oh, man, you totally embody that. I mean, yeah, it's, they say I it that. at such a young age. Like, and I was like, this is it. I can tell your parents are like that, too, though. Yes. So that definitely was, like, a yes. value that you learned yes. from them. Yeah. But, you know, it's the sort of idea. I forget who says it. Um, you know, it's not what you do. It's how you make people feel. And that's what they remember. And that's what yeah. they take from situations. So I think that that's very, very true. Yeah. And I try to just bring my whole self and a happy self. And I also genuinely believe it's a lot harder to be nasty. It I think is, it's a it lot takes, more of an effort. It takes so much effort. Gosh, like such an emotional drain, right? Oh my God. Like, I don't, sometimes I like really, sometimes I need to be mean, but I don't know how to be mean. So I just <laughs> end up being nicer. And I'm yeah. like, fuck. I'm learning, um, I'm just learning, though. You know what I mm. mean? Like a backbone. I'm learning yeah. how to, whatever. But I think it's about boundaries, though, too, right? Exactly. So that's, yeah, we are all learning those, and those are constantly moving, and we're trying to figure it out. But that's also, I think, a byproduct of age and wisdom that comes with experience. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. Okay, so keep going. So Okay, and so some of the subsequent ones were from this really awesome, this next one specifically um, around transformative justice was from a book that I read, I read this year. Um, oh, so, okay, so you get your inspiration from books and stuff like that, you So, think. all over the place, yeah, podcasts, books, people, reading, um, Insta, there's just so many places, poet, I'm a big, I love poetry, I write poetry, I read poetry, so... <gasps> I oh do get a lot God. of inspiration from that. I'm a very, like, emotional person, so I just love to... Lean in. Like, hear things and feel things and see different perspectives. But this book was 
amazing this year. It's called Pleasure Activism, specifically Mm -hmm. talking about activists and the necessity for people to, even though you're working toward a larger cause or a larger good that like you invest in yourself. And Mm -hmm. in this one, it talks about um, that we need to find roots of harm together, Mm -hmm. right? So you can think about that across multiple different levels or or things in life. And we want to make that harm impossible in the future, right? (gasps) Wow. So that's the sort of like transformative justice that it's not about necessarily like a cancel culture, even an accountability culture, but like what are like the systemic things that we're doing and changing and the root of that is within ourselves and then influencing that. And that's where that whole kind of idea of vibration excuse me, vibrational frequency and how we influence others mm. matters so, so much. Dude. And you embody that. I feel our friend you group embody embodies that. that. Yeah, our friend group. Your friend group does a fantastic job of that. Right, yeah. yeah. And it's not, it's not easy. And I think that we at this moment in time are extremely plugged into a lot of the inequalities and the messed up shit in the world and we don't even know the like the mo- most of it right? right and we feel we can feel lost we can feel overwhelmed but that doesn't mean that we should shy away right right and so um you know we should ask more questions right curiosity is is king yeah sure. yeah which is maybe uh i don't have anything around curiosity in here my, but the next one is my favorite sorry what you pay attention to gross it's so true. It's so true. It's so true. And I wish more <laughs> people knew it. Yes. Or just remembered that. Like, that's something that should be in the back of your mind at all times. Right. I mean, we have X number of hours in the day. And so crazy stat, I was reading this recently, is that um, we have, like, tens of thousands of thoughts per day. Yeah. And they... Yeah. estimate that over like 85 to 90 percent of those are negative thoughts shut the front door yeah so we're just like constantly berating ourselves we're constantly living in a kind of state of negativity yeah. of anxiety we could talk probably in a whole other podcast about what influences that but i think that it is so 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 important to put your mind heart body soul behind things and to recognize that what you pay attention to grows what you pay attention to will blossom and thrive i feel like this is why gratitude is so important do you practice gratitude like do you like probably not as so when i was in spain but you're a grateful person though i try i mean Kadian wakes up every morning and meditates and and during that meditation he always starts the day with a gratitude sort of mindset and what am i thankful for what am i grateful for yeah some people might think of that as prayer. Yeah. Right? Um, it's just, it's all Mark the same. Mark used to do that. He'd it's say he would pray same. every night. And I was like, what? He's like, no. And I just, you know, I thank God for all the things that I'm thankful for in life. See? So whatever form that takes for you, I think it's it's important. Yeah. 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 But it's a... Uh, it's a really good one. People don't, like underestimate it. They really, do, they really underestimate it. And yeah. they, well, they, it's just like I said, it's not top of mind. Like right. for me, that is top of mind. The other thing too lately that I've been your doing, thoughts are your thing. Uh, your thoughts become things like it's right. like that do you mm-hmm. know what I mean so like yeah. it's the same it's the same thing people I in therapy too used to say like emotions used to feel like that emotions used to be this like super overwhelming things mm. that we would experience in life right but in reality they're a lot more transitory than we think right do you still partake in therapy um, so I recently, I joke, she just broke up with me. She didn't. She just started to do uh, some group therapy for some artists in New Mexico. Oh, she's doing, so she's like helping artists so she's find like, their yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. And she said, I'm moving away from individual therapy. Um, but yeah, I went through like a pretty tough breakup this year and started to go to therapy after that. And it 
really, really helped me. I'm about to kickstart it back up in the new year, though. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, therapy is fucking cash. Yes. And it is just so good for you. In my opinion. Right. But what sparked your inspiration to do that, do you think? Just well, the I did therapy back in, like, college and high school based off of just, like, a lot of different stressors that were happening in my life. I think maybe you've seen or heard in this podcast, or if you know me, I'm a chatter, so I work through things by talking through things. Perfect. And I knew that that would be possible. There may be a few things, because a lot of people, and we talk a lot about therapy, and there's a few, I, I've had a few people in my life recently who have been doing it for the first time, and it can be really intense. Um, intense. It can be very overwhelming. And specifically, it's really hard to find somebody who you connect with. That. I've always had an issue with that. So the way that I say it, or the things that I recommend are, one, recognize that the hardest part is starting. Yes. And that the first person that you talk to from a therapist perspective might not be the one. You're building a relationship with somebody, and so go and look at if you have insurance or there's a bunch of apps or websites that you can go to and sort of shop around yeah have 20 minute conversations with different therapists and once you find somebody or you talk to somebody and you're like whoa i love their approach i love the way they speak i love the way they respond i love the way they listen go for that person yeah but recognize that it does have some upfront effort Mm -hmm. maybe also too much effort for some people who might be depressed or anxious and really need that yeah and then run into some of these blocks and then don't find it yeah they give up Right. But, you know, maybe just a comment there because I think that it's something that many more people um, should invest in. And it is also not something to do just when something's wrong. Like, sure. invest in yourself, be proactive. Yes. And this person who I had recommended to go to therapy this year told me that he always sort of like just looked down on it, felt like it wasn't something that was for him, didn't need it, but that there was a moment where he was having this unbelievably stressful day with work and he called his therapist, you know? Cool. And it was this really, he was like, whoa, you know, I didn't think that I needed this and now I'm in this moment and all I wanted to talk to was my therapist, right? And she super helped me through the moment. Hell yeah. And I think, and also it wasn't at like their therapy time, you know, he texted her and said, hey, I kind of need to chat and she's like, I can talk in 30. So I think that that is... That is, that's really, really, really valuable. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, invest in that. Invest in yourself. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Um, oh, I love that. And this is one. very similar. Yes. This is similar. This is taking care of yourself. <laughs> we become what we practice. Yes. Right. So, if you think about how your thoughts can manifest, obviously your actions manifest, and the two are sort of, I think, circular and linked. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And do you practice gratitude? Yeah. Do you smile? I don't know. Like, it just even force it. Do you practice, like, confidence, too? Oh, I, that's a great question, actually. So, lately, I do practice confidence. Wait, I'm imagining you've seen, like, the YouTube, or, like, the videos of a little girl in the mirror, like, standing on the stage. So, and I have a really huge thing going on at work. So, I've been throwing a lot of events. And what I'll do before any event starts is I'll go to the bathroom, I'll look in the mirror, I'll put my arms straight up in the air, and I'll get myself so big, I call it a power pose. Yes. And I'll power pose for two whole minutes, and I say, I'll say, I am strong, I'm a great communicator, I'm a fucking awesome event coordinator. Like, (laughs) I, like, stand in the mirror and do this. One of the chefs walked in on me the other day, and she was like, oh, this is cute. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) You're like, don't mess with my flow, bro. (laughs) I was like, sorry, it's a thing. <laughs> but not sorry because this is how I can perform. That is so real, though. Yes. So real. It's so important. Like, I think confidence is everything. I also write in my journal, like, every day, like, I radiate confidence and prosperity because 
when you're confident, it rubs off on other people in my mm-hmm. mind. It, it just inspires them to be more confident and we all should be confident. We're all, we're all incredible people. We're all here and we're all doing our best. And like, uh, it's what just, is, what it's is hard. your advice to somebody who might not be feeling confident and how to like tap into that within themselves? I think you have to fake it to make it honestly. Oh my God. That's literally my advice. Too. Yeah. <laughs> that's everyone with everything. Yeah. And I, no one knows what they're doing. They don't. Yeah. (laughs) I was a very young person in a very corporate environment with a lot of, to be honest, old men. And I had to just freaking fake it every day. And you just have to tell yourself that you're doing a good job and that you're going to be okay and that you're learning. And it's, and it's, everyone's learning. Most people don't know what they're freaking doing. Some people do, but like even 30% of what they do, they're still figuring it out. And I think a lot of lack of confidence comes from overthinking and people, um, worrying too much about what other people think of them. And like, that is something that is completely out of your control. And in my mind, things that are out of your control are not worth your energy. Do you know what I mean? So, like, do not care what anyone's thinking of you. Go out and do your best always. Mm-hmm. And then and you, you will worry about that. You have some rituals. Take the thoughts. Put them in a fire. Just <laughs> let it go. Literally. Yes. And most things the anticipation and anxiety of them happening is way worse than the actual experience. Totally. Totally. Definitely. We always make it up so big in our minds when really it's nothing. Like, really, it's nothing. It's nothing. Like, last night... (laughs) I have a really funny story. So I threw the biggest event of the year last night, and the boss of the company came over to me who was hosting the event, and he's like, I just have a few pieces of feedback. And I was like, okay, sure, hit me with it. And I was terrified that he hated my floral arrangements. <laughs> that was what I was scared about. And I was like, he's like, no, I'll email him later. And I was like, no, tell me now. <laughs> and the know. whole time, and I almost said, it's the floral arrangements, isn't it? <laughs> but it was something that was like, not even my fault. So it was fine. It was fine. And I was just like laughing at myself that that is what I made up in my mind. You know what I mean? Do we make so much love today. flower arranging. I love flower arranging. I love creating an ambiance. I love just like you. You I love know. it. You're and such a host. You are too. I know. And flower arranging is actually a very meditative thing in yes. Japanese culture. It's actually this like skill. It's like the, on the equivalent of like um, doing tea ceremonies mm. um typically women but i think now that's you know across both men and women um it's called ikebana oh my god and you it's all about flower arranging oh i thought we could do god. it all together sometime i'm down and i want to go to a wreath making class wait there we'll circle back on this okay we'll circle back. <laughs> okay uh next one we're on this one when I am happy, it is good for the world. Boom. Next one. Because that is all that. Boom. Mic drop. That's all you need to know. Everything in everything in moderation, <laughs> even moderation. I love this one. Mm-hmm. Where did this come from? Gosh, this was like years and years and years ago, I think. Because we're exactly. having a moment. I always love this. I live my life to some, like I do a lot of things <laughs> to an nth degree. But the idea being that like, you know... That's like true, you know, working out, eating well, like doing all of these things. Sometimes it's okay to not do those things too, right? Totally. And that it's just like, I don't know, maybe gives myself a little bit of 
of reprieve or it gives me a little bit of uh, some slack. Yes. <laughs> we all need to some not slack. Be some hard, yeah, not be so hard on yourself. It's, it's. I'm really, really hard on myself. I have a lot of like very well, typical like, yeah. self-talk and I, yeah, I believe in myself, but I also hold myself to an extremely high standard. But I think that's like incredible, but it does get exhausting. Do you feel like this from maybe like your experience in doing soccer for so many years too? Yes, because, I always had to perform. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, my dad would be like, oh, well, if a coach is hard on you, it just means that you can do better. And right. They believe in you so much. Right. And I had this mentality in high school too, where it was like, you can always be better. Right. Yeah. And so I realized that some of that thinking can be actually counterproductive and toxic yeah totally. yeah totally. and so like give yourself some slack because give yourself some ability to relax because when you're have like for instance in soccer like if you're having a bad day on the field if you beat yourself up while you're on the field it's only gonna make you do worse mm-hmm. and that's like with everything in life you know what i mean if you're in the moment and you're beating yourself up for something you're only gonna like hate the moment more so mm-hmm. you just have to have grace with yourself in mind like yeah but so. this is i mean we're talking at a certain part of our lives right we're so late 20s we've learned a lot of really cool things we still have a lot to learn but there is a certain sense of like wisdom you know right. with what we've experienced and people who are maybe 10 years younger than that still have some life experiences to learn it but exactly. hopefully you can know that you know yeah give yourself some grace because yeah Life is hard. People are going to give you shit. Don't give yourself shit. Yeah, literally. Don't give yourself shit, too. Everyone will throw it at you all the time. Yes! Oh, my God. And then this is probably not my last one. I mean, these are, like, some of my most values and beliefs, but the last ones I have on the list is I believe the people in my life deserve (gasps) to feel cherished, valued, and respected. (sighs) Especially the cherished. Like, I just think that the people in my life deserve to feel so You embody the... You embody that fully. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm going to start writing that down. I just need to make more efforts with the relationships in my life. Because ultimately, I love myself. And recognize, too, that... Well, it's a reciprocal thing. Yeah. And the same goes for them, right? But also, it's investing in the right people. That. And that. And don't get me wrong. Everyone that I meet deserves my respect. I believe... And I don't know. Do you believe that, like, respect is something... I'm so so loud. He just loves me. Uh, He's literally crawling. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um... Do you believe that respect is earned or do you believe that respect is something that like should already be given and then somebody can lose it? Oh. I I I think the latter that people like that's how I kind of live like you have my respect until you lose it. Yeah. Sort of deal. Yeah. There's a lot I would say I would actually this would be an interesting poll like who might be because that that I is. would guess that actually like almost 50% of the earth would believe the opposite that like you earn my respect. Totally. And I feel like those people are the ones who set do they set better boundaries do we think? Probably, yes. <laughs> I just These love are the trade-offs of our life. Yes. <laughs> but not necessarily. We yeah. Can, we can create boundaries and we're learning still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I'm I'm writing that down. But also too, you could have somebody that you're super, super close with and you might not cherish value and respect them because you feel like that you don't have to earn anything with them. And I believe the constant investment in our relationship is is critical to their current and long-term success it re- it really it really is yeah um but yeah those are just some of 
That's so fascinating. I have so many thoughts on that, but I can't say it here. <laughs> um, we can have a follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're like, oh my God, we're at one hour and 11 minutes. Ah! No, 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 no. I love it. This is my mom's number too. She is always really sees the clock at eleven eleven. Do you yeah. see angel numbers always? I see angel I numbers. See always. them a lot. Yeah, but it really now I feel like it's like an influence from my mom because she just Ooh. always does. And some of my friends from LA now we're in a big. We were in a softball league this this uh, summer, and uh, we always if somebody catches a ele- looks at the clock right at eleven eleven, we text the group. I <laughs> like eleven eleven. <laughs> well, it's the best time ever. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I had so much more to ask you, but I think we like covered a lot and I don't want to overwhelm them so I just okay. ha- you're just gonna have to come back for part two okay <laughs> I will be back here a lot and you need to come visit me in LA do you um have any words of advice for like okay your younger self if you could go back and tell your younger self one key term of advice what would it be oh and then I have one more question after that and then we can be done okay so to my younger self I have gotten a little bit better about this. I think the pandemic actually made me kind of like slow down. And I think this is reflected in my success at work and things like that. But I moved really freaking fast. Fast. And I did it in like romantic and platonic relationships as well. And there's, there felt, there always felt this anxiety that there was like something that I was going to lose. Right. Mm. And I just would say like, just have some patience, mm. you know? Um, I wouldn't maybe do things super, super differently, but it sort of manifests in, like, my mental state around those things. Mm-hmm. My dad always says, too, that, like, life is a marathon. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're really young, you've only had X amount. I mean, you're 15, right? You only have 15 years of experience, and, like, maybe seven of them you remember, right? And so, like, everything feels so finite. Everything feels so forthcoming you know we we at school we used to have you know summer break start school winter break you know then you graduate and you graduate from high school you graduate from college there's all these milestones that we had in life that we were working sure. toward and um just to have some grace with myself have some grace with others um you know be patient I feel like I am I have people that are really afraid of like death mm. and I'm really not. I'm sure if I was in the moment, I would be terrified, right? Like, something's happening that... I'm not scared of death either, though, honestly. But I really try to just live every single day to the fullest. That's why I build the relationships that I have. That's why the do th- I do the things that I do. That's why I go all in on these things. I just want to feel that fulfillment. And it doesn't come necessarily always from achievement, but just from, like, the way that you live your life. Mm. And I'd encourage my younger self to, uh, to remember that and to remember that you're you're awesome and you deserve people in your life who make you who, who are at your level too so, yeah yeah I love that <laughs> you're so cute thank <laughs> you are you living madly heck yeah dude hell yes you are <laughs> I believe it yes you absolutely do I really I really try um I'm excited about life and I'm excited about things and living madly is is a mindset yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you heard it here first, people. <laughs> I will keep on saying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Literally, this was fantastic. No, seriously, Maddie, thank you. This was, uh, I'm I'm just so jazzed. I, I always get so jazzed, but you're incredible, and I feel like everyone could learn so much from you, so I'm just so grateful to have you on. Where can the people follow you? Do you want people following you on places? 
Sure. Um, I am on Insta, Christi- Christina Ham. You can also, if you're following Maddie, I'm I'll tag her. her I'm in her most recent post. Yes. Uh. Out in Joshua Tree together, where we fell in love. <laughs> we literally <laughs> fell in love. <laughs> and we we're amidst the rocks. But. Yeah, you know, to be honest, like, more than anything, um, reach out, like, one-on-one, and don't, you know, hesitate to reach out to me in that capacity. I'm always down for, like, deep convo. This is why I really wanted to do this, and I did this a lot with my friends, uh, especially during the pandemic, but we're just like this generally. Yeah. Hit me up, let's chat, and also, if you want to see music, I'm always down for that, too. (laughs) Literally the best person to go to a concert with. I love it. I love it. Also, collab playlist. Find me on Spotify. That's actually probably even oh, more important. I was just about to say they should totally follow you on Spotify. One of my friends in LA like got a playlist of mine like highlighted at their record company, and I literally Wait, bugged shut out. The fuck well, up. I have this what? really cute. I have a really cool playlist called Disco Cats that I played at Allegra's Going Away Party in LA, and it is. Uh, yeah, just I've been like sharing with all of my friends locally. So if there's one maybe that you'd love some like really great disco music that's good for any Situation. environment, that's what I recommend. But disco yeah. cats. I think I'm just Christina Hamilton on there, but I think it links up. Well, we'll find it. Yeah, we'll find it. We we'll can post, post it. it. Yeah. Exactly. All right, everyone, have the best day ever, and we'll see you next week. Bye.